0: Welcome, Welcome to Minority, Minority Corner. Corner
1: with an EK and James, the, the Wonder, Wonder Twins of podcasting. of podcasting.
0: Learn, laugh, play.
1: It's like Blues Clues, only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. <laughs> This week on Minority Corner, we are dipping into the vault. Each of us is in charge of our own corner that we enjoyed from the past. It is so exciting. You're going to be traveling back in time. To give all of you that haven't really dug deep into the cavernous hole of our episodes, Um, you will discover some of our past things. James will be in charge of his corner, I will be in charge of my corner, and I will keep it a surprise until you get there. Alright, so James will be taking away that intro, and here we go.
0: What up, corner kids, and welcome back to the show, Brian Aneke? Aneke? And N- Hello? Aneke, are you there? Just and Ike is going to be joining us later on in the show. You know, it doesn't happen very often. You know, this is episode 139, and usually we're always able to, week after week, uh, with our busy schedules, match it up so we can come together and talk about what we need to talk about, but this week we just were unable to do it with... I've been traveling around the country with some really terrible experiences flying with Delta, which I will tell you all about next week. Um, but yeah, so what we decided to do, because uh, we wanted to bring something, give you guys something, uh, give y'all something this week, and we wanted to go back to our back catalog, that there was a lot of like great stuff that we did, even the our, our early days of being, you know, just corner kids with such a uh, full of hope and dazzle in their eyes. <laughs> and uh, we've got a lot of great, new listeners, as well as some folks who've been there from the beginning, but it never hurts to go back to your past and kind of look at some really great stuff, some really great hard-hitting stories that we've talked about here on the show and some great conversations. So it's like, in case you missed it or never hurts to go back and and relearn about some of those things, Uh, we're going to kick off with my segment first, and um, it was a toss-up for me. There's two corners that really stuck at my mind when Neke presented this idea to uh, go back to the past and bring some of our old episodes to light, or at least our old corner topics to light. And I was torn between episode 22, where I talked about um, the military, the rape in the military, given all the stuff that's happening with hashtag me too and just toxic masculinity. And then I, at the last minute, decided to change it up and go to episode season two, episode four, back when we were trying to do uh, seasons. I mean, we like technically are in like season four, if you want to call it that. But yeah, it's actually the Episode eighteen. So this is like the wee early days of Minority Corner. Uh, you can hear how young I, I sound. I think I had a boyfriend back then from uh, Europa, fresh off the heels of my trip to Europe. And um, these ones don't particularly have high episode downloads, so definitely want to get these into your ear holes. And this episode specifically, in episode eighty-two, I talked about um, LGBTQIA plus homeless youth. And I remember this episode specifically, it, um, I think out of many, of the, a lot of the episodes we did, I think this is one of the ones that really changed my life, um, you know, I, this is a fact that we'll talk about a lot in this uh, corner, but 40% of the youth homeless population are LGBTQIA+. And that fact just always really stuck out into my mind, and I knew from doing the research on this that this was going to be a cornerstone um, in my life and why I do the work that I do. Um, part of the reasons of why I want to uh, be an effective change leader and artist and, and and voice out in the world is to give light to this issue specifically. And to create spaces and resources for these folks, um, you know, we had Jim, James James Nallan, the Purposeful Millionaire, on the show who inspired me to, you know what, go out there, become a millionaire because with you know millions of dollars, you can open up homeless youth shelters for these LGBTQIA plus youth who um, need places uh, to go. Since then, I've actually been volunteering. At a um, LGBT youth homeless shelter, we do dinners um, on Sunday nights from 4.30 to 7.30, and we make them dinner. And I try to volunteer there at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. It just kind of depends. So I'm also curious, uh, just getting the conversation going with you all, you know, tweet at us at Minority Corner. um, What places do you get involved in in your local communities that help out the LGBTQIA community, the youth specifically? Uh, Fifth way to share at the Minority Corner um, Kids group on Facebook. Let's get a conversation going and maybe pose a question too. If you're in a specific city and you're like, hey, I'm in Seattle, does anybody know any different resources? And we can kind of crowdsource um, and get involved. I know many of us are busy. So it's like, you know, if you don't have, uh, if you can't donate time, donate your money. But I kind of feel like you got to do at least, um, you know, one or the other. And sometimes, you know, some of these programs need people that can help uh, tutor or uh, big brother, big sister programs. So I think that there's so much that we can do. But like I said, like, this was a haunting episode for me that I knew that, like, this was my battle cry, that I knew, the universe of speaking, that, like, this is going to be one of the charges that you're going to take up. It's also interesting, too, because... I think that uh, when I did this episode, this was two, over two years ago, and it's funny to go back and look at these old episodes and see how much that you, you've you changed, or I've changed, because I'm not looking at you, I'm sure you've changed too, but I'm looking at how much, you know, I've changed um, since then. I don't have that boyfriend anymore, but, you know, uh, relationships come and go, there are assignments, They uh, no regrets, they happen to us for a reason, and we learn and grow as we need to out of those. Uh, but even my relationship with my family um, has changed, specifically. Uh, with my father I you know him actually the tail end of that last relationship that he had my dad had called me and we had not talked about me being gay uh for instance, I came out like ten years prior, but my boyfriend at the time was coming to visit. And my dad had an honest conversation with me about, you know, how uncomfortable he was with that, but he still loved me. And we had, you know, a, not a difficult conversation, but you know, we not, not even butting heads, but we had differences of opinions and ideas about what it meant to be gay and like where does that come from. And my dad on, was very honest with me, being uh, the man that he was, who grew up in the time period that he was in the household that he grew up in. And I think that's important for us to take in consideration um, with older generations of it is a different time and there's different vocabularies and there's different understandings. Um, and I know for a fact that my dad loves me and I'm so grateful that I, you know, listening to this episode that I have such a, a loving father who maybe doesn't understand it completely, but knows that he loves me and let's, is letting that be the driving force um, behind it. And um, just recently came back from Phoenix where I got to uh, host an MC DJ my Uh, aunt sassy and 70th birthday party and it's the second event i got to host uh mc for my family first being my brother's wedding a year ago and it's been really amazing because about a year ago i made a commitment to myself after being at one family gathering and not really feeling like my full authentic self i was like you know what I'm going to show up. I'm going to stop hiding who I am. And when I did that, and when I showed up to be my own self, it gave my opportunity, it gave my family the opportunity to fully love and embrace me. I gave them the opportunity to participate in my life. And sure, there was that fear of rejection, but I showed up. I was my unapologetic, full, authentic self. I let my own light shine. And it, it 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 made them laugh it made them smile me being my own authentic self um helps others <laughs> smile and laugh and they do love me for who i am my aunt even had made a comment recently about how some of these you know preachers be talking too much about you know that we shouldn't let gay people into their churches and she didn't say it directly to me but she knew i was like sitting right next to her on the couch and she said that and i felt like that Was meant for me to hear that these things I've I've thought my family was a certain way, and maybe they were, but I've given them. You know, people grow, people change, and I've done the work that I've needed to do to. Heal that hurt, that trauma. I think we all have, you know, traumas and hurts that happen to us in our childhood. And I think there comes a point. Listen, I'm fucking 33 years old, so at this point, it's on me. Like, I need to heal that. I cannot continue to be a victim for that. I cannot continue to blame others for that. I can. It's my job to once to be able to heal that as much as possible, and to be able to forgive and have compassion for others, and be like, oh, okay, that's that's who they are. That's where they were um, and it's honestly allowed me to have more love in my life um, so I really recommend again I'm a huge champion of therapy that's one of the only reasons why I was able to get to this point to just you know say hmm, that's in the past I feel like once we become adults there comes to be a certain point where it's like it's on us to be able to take the reins and heal our traumas and different traumas you know am not trying to compare there's some of them are very 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 traumatic but I encourage each and every one of us to do the work that we need to do um, to heal that And also, too, I feel like – I want to do a precursor. I think that in this – again, a lot has changed for myself. I I think that in this – corner, I think that it paints religion as a very, very negative light. And I, well, I do think it's the cause to a lot of these um, LGBT youth, homeless um, youth, not all religion. I want to put that out there. I think that um, th- it's the cool thing to poo-poo um, religion and spirituality I might, for myself in the past two years. And recently, I found, found my own path of, of spirituality for my own self. I found something that works um, for me. And I don't think I necessarily had that as, as deep about two, two years ago. So it's really interesting to go back and, and hear that. So definitely, there's some re- religions out there who are doing a lot of great, beautiful things. There's um, Christian churches that are LGBTQIA plus, you know, run. And I don't think that we have to choose between our sexuality and our religion. Um, it's just those religious folks need to... I. Uh, to figure it out, that what you're doing is you're preaching about love, and I think that's really what uh, you know. All religions have a foundation of of love underneath them. All spirituality is founded in love. I think all, even you know, atheism. I think we can all believe in love. I think where we get, start to get crazy about it is when we don't agree on the words on how to define it. So it's all semantics. Isn't it funny that we're really all trying to talk about love, but it's just that we don't get we don't agree about the semantics on how to uh, describe that love or the rule about what that love means so that's where it gets caught up in so whatever works for you works for you but no need to to persecute or or to put up on someone else uh yeah so here i am i just realized i'm preaching to the choir y'all already know this so there's that just a little bit of cute house clean house cleaning see i'm just me rambling i don't have someone else to boop on or tell me like hey stop making those noises uh before we get any further um just a little quick plug. For those of you in the New York City area, I'm doing a comedy show, a new talent industry show at the Triad Theater, part of the Laughing Buddhas Comedy. That's going to be at August 11th at 9 p.m. So next Saturday, um, get tickets in advance. Uh, that really helps just in general. Get tickets in advance. The links will be in the show notes. And then um, also, probably just looking forward to like next week, what I'm definitely working on um, James Baldwin's birthday. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday, it was on August 7th. So happy birthday to Jimmy Baldwin. And I am working on, coming up next week, uh, there'll be a master quiz in honor of his birthday. So make sure that you've studied, because you think you know Jimmy Baldwin, but you have no idea. And this man, this writer, is just so prolific. His his work, his catalog, it's had an impact on literature, um, gay rights, he was the first on many accounts. We'll get into that all next week. And then... um. Ne- Aneke's got she'll be back at the end of this episode as well, um, plugging it up plugging it up, <laughs> weird phrase so you'll get the both of us, don't worry, coming fresh and funky, stick around to the end so you can hear Aneke closing out the episode and she's got some great information for you as well, and right after my corner Aneke is going to be plugging up her plugging up, pl- stop plugging things up James, we're pl- picking out uh, from episode 45 uh, she's going to be picking up from her gem of a uh, corner that she did And and it just mirrors so much of what's still happening today and some great facts to just really keep us motivated and going forward. But she's going to be talking about uh, the Chicano Moratorium. Uh, So that was the largest anti-war protest held by American minorities, which protested the Vietnam War, as well as the ridiculously large amount of Mexican-American soldier deaths. So we're going to be hearing all about that. Um, For some of you, it's going to be new. For some of you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. But I was listening to the podcast kind of drunk. So, I kind got that. Um, so, again, I also hope uh, going back, uh, you know, we're gearing up for this LGBT homeless youth uh, topic, and I hope it's going to inspire you all to get out there and get involved in your communities again if you haven't, or if you are stepping it up, taking it up another notch. Without further ado, we're going to go back in time to the breakdown of the epidemic of the LGBTQIA youth homeless. Problem in America. Hi, everybody. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middle brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Me and 3,000 your closest friends just found your next podcast obsession. Serial. Okay, but like the second best podcast. i oh, f just listen to my brother, my brother, and me on MaximumFun.org. There you go perfect perfect Thank you. James, and I want some
1: snaps James is revved if you haven't noticed
0: James is revved he's still snapping still snap <laughs> all right we have so much to cover I okay I'm gonna say this i i, I I've i been turning a lot of blind eyes to it's like you know, Catholic priest and and closeted, you know, pastors and preachers. And I haven't really spent any time talking about any of that, even though, like, I was raised in, like, a Baptist, like, church and whatnot. And for me, I just feel like it's just common knowledge and whatever. But
1: that's the difference between you and me, because you had more of a traditional, like, religious upbringing, and I did not. So I don't really know about, like, the whole black church, like... Experience
0: right, and again, I'm going to preface this with like not all churches are bad, and not all pastors yeah. are diddling young like, boys. Remember,
1: like a couple of um, episodes ago, we talked about the church in Berkeley that's
0: housing totally. refugees. So, so there's a lot of great stuff. Yeah, like, but you got to side eye your heroes. Not my hero, but if it's yours, go for it. Side eye that. I'm like, I'm having so there's a lot that's happening lately in the media, and I want I want to talk about it. So. There's a huge scandal that's been happening in Ireland. Oh, um, uh, we're going We're going to go, go worldwide with this. Okay, uh, <clears throat> St. Patrick's College in in uh, May in Mayo, Ireland. That is not an Irish accent. But I'll not, let you. I'll let you. Is pass. not the governor? That, that was hello, <laughs> me lucky charms anyways in that place <laughs> um which this church has been around since, like the dawn of time oh. and it's like of like the oldest churches and mm-hmm. they have been they also have a massive amount of grinder usage happening at oh. this church oh at the church like within wait what without this college okay this college i was like this are just five people for- sitting in a room <laughs> swiping right Oh, you don't swipe, honey. I don't know. Which that brings me. I'll circle back to this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna teach you. <laughs> According to the archbishop, and here's how bad it's gotten. According to the archbishop in Dublin, he can't even send students there anymore because the atmosphere is so sexually charged, and that grinder usage is through the roof.
1: Like, what is grinder usage being through the? What does that it mean? It means like,
0: they fire everyone's on this app and this college. Just dicks even out. though it's like shamed upon. Is it all it's, boys? Like, it's all boys school. Okay, you should have clarified that from the beginning
1: <laughs> cuz I was like what is happening?
0: Ladies can't practice the faith. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, wait, is this wait, wait, this is a preschool? It's not a preschool, but it's a priest's
1: school. Okay, now I'm clear now. So this is a school for people who want to become priests, mm. and grinder is out of the roof.
0: They will not even allow you to eat dinner in your room privately, because they're like, everybody to the table, hands out, where I can see them, because I know you're all using the grinders. They should just make having sex fine. Good point. Um, So instead, he's now sending them all to college in Rome, which is probably better. It's just sexier, to be honest. I know, it's hotter. It's hotter and prettier, and there's wine. Exactly. So um, back here on the home front, and there's been all kinds of stuff that, like, uh, Reverend, back here on the home front, to bring it back, just updating you in America, updating you, we got gay scandal with our preachers. That's in the American anthem, too.
1: Oh, okay. You're just giving me segments from it now. Yeah, I just, it's huge. It's a long
0: song. It is. It's long. But because you know we deserve what? it. We got to squeeze all of our information in there. I mean, it's an informational dance um, track with some doo and some rock guitar. Ooh, rock guitar. It's a little guitar. bit of everything. Okay. Oh, there's a harmonica and a triangle involved, too. And the P. It's Diddy very co- too. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much America all wrapped up in a quilt song blanket. <clears throat> so, okay, we're back in America. Reverend Peter McQuilly. He, Reverend means he can have sex. Okay, what does it also mean that he can use $1 million in donations to pay for sex and support his rent boy lover? No, (laughs) he should not be doing that! (laughs) Because that's what he did! (laughs) And he's not the only one. <laughs> Forty-four-year-old pastor. I, I I am pulling these guys out of the closet because they're he, using people's money. And they're saying gay is bad. Don't you do it, you're gonna go to hell. And then they're doing all this gay shit.
1: I'm fine That's with like you. That's like me being like, James, what? you need to not uh, eat
0: Doritos. Okay. All right. But can you give me some money? What? Okay, here's the money. I'm gonna go buy some Doritos and, and eat them right now. And you tell me I can't do it. And if I do it, I'm gonna die. Don't go you to do hell. it, but I'm
1: gonna do it with your money.
0: And Dorito Hell. So, exactly. I'm going to want to go there. That's delicious. Four-year-old Pastor Holder Jr. Uh, of King Sport, Tennessee, at mm-hmm. the Victory Apostolic Church. Um, he blew nearly $60,000 on gay dating websites and Manhunt and Farmers Only, which I don't know what that is. But- oh, you haven't heard of Farmers Only? It's a dating site for farmers. Gay farmers? Yes. Obviously. Um, okay, there's something for everybody. <laughs> and also for repairs for his vehicles. So these got these people who are in power and they're like abusing their power and they're also having some of the most hate-filled gay speech ever, right? And it's coming onto them Terrible. and it's on the minds of these young folks. And I have yeah. some more examples. There's um there's so oh um Samson McCormick, uh, Samson McCormick, he was, he's a writer for The Advocate, so thank okay. you for some of this information. Oh, okay, great, um, yeah. Samson McCormick, he was putting on blast, uh, this one pastor who recently, um, so Samson McCormick went to a Pentecostal, uh, church or whatnot. Okay. You know, one of those Christianity religions. The divisions. Um, and he was sitting there in his hot-ass church as a kid, you know, just yep. hot, sweating, sweatin'. Um, And Elder Smith was talking about, you know, the fires of hell. And if you think it's hot in here, you'll really be fanning your butt off in hell. Oh, my God. And then he said, and nobody will have a hotter seat in the lake of fire than these nasty, sick, perverted homosexuals. And you know he probably said it just like that. Probably. Yeah. He said, you're a boy. You don't have no business kissing no boys. Oh, my God. The pastor, like, so then, and then, so this guy, so this writer, Samson McCormick, like, he heard this, and he was like, oh my god, this is, oh no, this is me. Bennett, so you then you internalize hate. So then he had to go, he would, like, afterwards, he went to go repent, and the preacher, oh like, you know, prayed for him and slapped all this holy water on his skin, and oh like, my god. he just kept waiting for it to work, but he would look over and see this hot guy over there, and he's like, oh no, it's not working yet. Because
1: you can't help yourself! Right. And you
0: are who you are! So, here's the thing. He, years later, ran into that same pastor. Oh, Lord. Leaving Stop uh, this HIV clinic oh. in Whitman-Walker, uh, the Whitman-Walker Clinic in D.C., which caters to primarily LGBT folks in D.C.
1: That brings up a good point that a lot of this hate
0: comes from self-hatred. Yeah um i mean some of these most hateful and vile folks who've been getting caught up in these scandals and listen i don't care where you're putting your dick go do it do it it up but don't make other
1: people feel bad for doing it
0: and so the church hypocrisy like you can't you can't choose you're attracted to you and that you know uh these pastors aren't always practicing what they're preaching and they're encouraging their congregations to you know give up this flesh like it's setting up Honestly, unrealistic expectations for folks, too. Yes. And then they're also stealing this money from folks right? being hella trifling. I,
1: I think that this is one of the lowest of the lows because you're preaching to a bunch of people
0: about something that you clearly don't believe in. Right. And you're making—and, like, the divisions—and and we'll touch on a few more examples, but, like, the thing that I want to point out, to of what ends up happening is— like you said earlier, the self hate that ends up happening, mm. right? And then you're destroying families because right. what you start doing is, and I know, like you know, there are folks in my own family who struggle with their faith and then their love for myself, for uh, me. Yes, and 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 you're, you're putting these ideas into them that they can't love both of these things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you're implanting these things, and it's and what the real message should truly be about is fully just love and acceptance.
1: Hello, yes. What is? I just get. I I'm so upset about this because it's so just hateful and complicated and
0: dangerous. And like, and also just the the corruption. I can't handle. Also, the money stealing that's that's also happening. the, so and then there's also Bishop Eddie Long putting y'all on blast. I I don't and here's the thing I I don't care that I'm putting any of these these like, the folks these on blast. But these guys are like these guys are ruining
1: families and ruining
0: lives. Exactly. They're they're murderers because yeah. the amount of people that are are, are 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 killing themselves. We've had conversations about folks that homeless, the, the gay youth, right? That these these families are, are 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 kicking their children out of their homes. We've talked about this on many episodes. And, and, and so like I don't feel bad putting these people out on blast as they're all. Also, like to also circle back the fact that like these they're also they're they're paid essentially government officials we're well, not government officials they but, don't like, have to pay taxes. they don't have to pay taxes and so that's my other thing too is that you're having these hate mongering like, like, little cluster fuckers, and they're, and they're not, they're getting paid, and they're stealing the money, and then they're telling right. everybody, don't do this, and meanwhile, some of them are, like, organizing, they go off to these conventions, and I'll Uh-oh, touch on this, they go, scary. they go off into these conventions, and they host all these crazy, like, pastor sex parties and things.
1: Are you kidding me? There are pastor sex parties? <laughs> yeah, these, like, religious
0: conventions. So, listen. That sounds juicy as hell. So, they, that's where they're going. I'm that's just crazy. kidding. Oh, so, <laughs> Bishop Eddie Long, uh, he was pastor of Atlanta's New Birth uh, Missionary Baptist Church. Notorious homophobe, uh, you know, uh, you know, saying that, you know, gays are abominable. Terrible things. Uh, he said, you know, men who use their penises to pleasure other men were violating God's laws.
1: So, if you do a hand
0: job, you're okay? I guess that's fine. So, I guess, like, he has, like, his litmus. He's like, listen... Hand, hand job, hand jive. Just don't... Don't use your dick. Don't use your dick. Kiss my lips. 2010, uh, he was caught up in a scandal in which a group of young gay men came forward uh, that they had had intimate relationships with him. He was giving them money, taking them on vacations and gifts, and on whose dime? The church. What is going
1: on through these, these guys' head? Um, you know? Which- like, there must be... I can't even... Begin to think about what the thought process and is. And you know what's
0: even crazier? This church rallied behind their pastor. Their pastor, who has lied to them forever. About was hateful using shit. And using their money to do the same thing that he was saying that was so terrible. And they just backed him up. Sheep. Sheep. I just have to say to all these folks, like again, like I'm not poo pooing on religion. I think it can be a beautiful thing. Right. But I do think that folks, you, you need to you need to wake up and pay attention. When like, there's sister, corruption. When, like what Sister Mary Claret said, I'm going to clap it out. Sister Sister Mary Clarence what is his, uh, Sister, Sister Act. Act Okay yes You better wake up And pay attention <laughs> You want to be somebody You want to go somewhere Better wake up And pay attention And she is the original nun Yes She is the original black nun Thank
1: you <laughs> And also It's called If these people Were side-eyeing their heroes That's A little true. bit
0: Okay bringing it back um, I also want to bring out the, oh gospel singer Donnie McClurkin. Boys, he in a scandal? Gospel singer Donnie, Donnie McClurkin. McClurkin. And I say this because I know that like in my family, people will love themselves and Donnie McClurkin. He isn't. Ex- I never even heard of this man. He is an ex-gay, and he was ex. A- get mm-hmm. your ex out of my face. Get your ex out of my face. Get your gay ex out of my face. <clears throat> so in 2011, <clears throat> there was drama at the Church of God in Christ which is like this huge uh, festival this celebration that is actually essentially a black gay pride celebration within some of the church communities mm-hmm. but he got on the mic and he was and this was supposed to be like a, a you know celebratory thing about being black and gay and, like in the church yeah and he was in tears calling for those who are struggling with homosexuality to come up to the al- altar and be delivered He said, the children are being lost and failed by the people in the generation. What? And so, like, in queen-like fashion... Because he is a queen at heart, once a queen, always a queen. <laughs> he was actually throwing shade at uh, this other guy, B. Slade, Uh-oh. formerly known as Tone X, who was a gospel singer who came out, and so he was in tears. Wait, and we believe that he was throwing this shade out at, to him because he's like their leaders are are, are 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 failing them. These
1: names, though, I'm Tone sorry, Tone X. A- <laughs> you're like wait a minute, <laughs> I
0: know. Screw what you're talking about. B.
1: Slade, about. formerly B. Slade Tone is X.
0: Tone X.
1: Um, this is
0: this is a complicated web of gospel singer drama even worse so McCorken he's like the gay poster child for being like ex-gay he's the person that like my family members will see like see he can happen no not all not all my family members because I
1: feel like one I just want to clarify you can be bi and then be like oh I fell in love with a woman but I'm still
0: bi you can't be X something No, because you know what? You had a penis in your mouth, and you enjoyed it. So, that was a part of you! And it's still a part Except of you. Acceptance! And you might even want to get it again, and that's okay. It's fine. This is how deep that shit is. But that's the thing in it, just like, and, and, oh, okay, so, he also said that being gay is affected by fatherlessness, which, and it's shit like this that it makes me feel bad, because some of these parents, like, they're hearing, you know, they're, they're heroes telling this shit, and they think that it's all their fault, and they're causing this, like, wow what guilt if you're telling a parent that what it means to be a good parent is that your kid is straight and your kid's not straight wow you feel like a failure and then also
1: let's also look back on the whole prison industrial complex that's feeding into that with the fatherless oh right fatherless exactly. kids yeah
0: so this is this is like heavy on 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 so many levels um so he is mm-hmm. his is so uh, McCurkin, his statements have been so terrible that he was disinvited in 2013 for the uh, March on Washington Memorial Concert because they were Good. like, you is hateful. Yes. <laughs> Get out. Get your ex out of my face he had announced that oh and then it gets even crazier recently he had had announced he announced to the world that he and uh nicole c mullen another gospel singer oh my god they announced the world to all like the gospel media outlets he was like we're getting married and then soon after he had to like retract that uh to news outlets and he said that um they still needed some more counseling. Yeah,
1: because Nicole's like, You don't want none of this. <laughs> She's
0: like, You see these titties? Do you want these titties? Do you see these titties that the Lord made you behind don't want closed this. doors? I know you don't want this. So she was like, Hold up, why'd you tell the media outlets this? You know this is not the, your truth. I'm just your friend. So my question is to folks who are listening, you know, are you attending, are you attending any of these churches where this hate speech is is being spewed? Do you have family members that are attending any of these churches? Are you Mm. giving any of your money to these places? Um, you know, who, who is marrying these hateful closeted men? Out there, right? Mm. Your is hu- your husband on the pulpit, having the command to to people who are wanting guidance in their life and wanting to be a better person and, and wanting to to live their life to the most full good potential. And these folks are taking advantage of it, you know. And and also, like, even I don't think my life is a sin, right, but even it's if not. You, even if you do, okay, you think it's a sin. Is one sin worse than the other? Is murder worse than you know? some penises touching each other, some or vaginas banging up against each other. stealing money from the people who believe you. Right. So how is, like, one... Yeah, or stealing money. Like, so I, I I haven't said anything for the longest time, and I needed to put this out there because I think it all begs a lot of questions, questioning, um, because even just, you know, from the tax point that we pointed out, these groups and organizations need to start paying taxes. And yes. we actually need to start knocking on the door and getting some legislation through because some of these groups and organizations, and I'm not saying all, they're murderers. They're destroying families. Mm. They are they're, they're driving people to feel like they are, are terrible people, mm. killing themselves. Mm. They're, they're pulling families apart, ruining people's lives. Right, this is
1: deep shit. This isn't like my Doritos story. James would be fine if he didn't have
0: Doritos, but if I'm telling him that his life is terrible, what the fuck is that shit? And then like, you also tell my dad that he's a terrible person because he let me eat these Doritos. Meanwhile, you take his money and you buy a lifetime supply of Doritos. I got a
1: bath like Scrooge McDuck
0: of Doritos. Swimming in it. Meanwhile, my family is destroyed. (laughs) And then like, and then my mom's probably secretly eating Doritos and she feels terrible too.
1: I can't even handle this. I can't even handle this because it's wrong on so many levels. It's wrong to themselves. Let's like, look at that. You are denying yourself your freedom, your truth. You are denying... But millions of people, their freedom, their truth, both gay people and people who should be loving and supporting them, but got that fucking guilt of made-up shit over them. It's bullshit. We're all controlled. And also, I also want to point out something. If you're a part of a group and your leader's only talking about negative shit all the time, yes. what? Yeah. Come on. Because I
0: do want to flip, through it, flip it and reverse it. I went to this. there's the MCC churches. Uh, They're the multi- cultural, some sort of wonderful, beautiful LGBT, sort of like freedom and accepted church. Yeah, I think there's also
1: Unitarian or like that too. Yeah,
0: I went to one of them and it was the most beautiful experience ever. I was directing the show Corpus Christi which ended up coming out. It's the retelling of Jesus as gay Mm -hmm. with his merry band of homosexuals and I, we went to the church and it was – they never mentioned, like, the devil or fear or anything. It was all about love. Thank you. And I think can we get more back to that yes. and less sort of fear-mongering because I think it's spewing out into all the different ways of, like, people, you know, needing their guns and they're afraid of this group of people and they're afraid right. of that. And and, and and so if we can move back, everyone can, can agree on an idea of love. Thank you. And I think we need to challenge – other i'm not gonna i want to just turn a blind eye to these hate spewing pastors or whatnot like if you are in a church not like take your church back right? take it back like you don't need to or go to a different church leave these hate-mongering people to their own devices which yeah. that makes me scared because who like, knows what they'll cook up by themselves no, but,
1: but i mean come
0: on let's like let's stop being some fucking negative about shit fuck that shit mm-hmm. i'm done <laughs> Stop fucking doing it said? and love you
1: was horrendous. <laughs> I
0: can't. Well, That's all right. Good. Oh, and next week I'm going to be talking to answers to circle back to the point that you brought up a long time ago. Ooh. I'm going to answer your question next week. What's my question? Why are you addicted to your phone and grinder? coming up next week oh shit we got a preview a preview I found some I, I got some juicy tidbits wow I don't know what I'm talking about so I and also want to hold myself accountable oh that's good okay so I good. Want to oh, make sure okay, I that's talk good. about this next well, you week you
1: know it's our podcast we could do whatever we want it might not happen
0: I, I, I promised a lot <laughs> section in the middle breakdown section in the middle I like that. That's where the dance break happens. Yes. Yeah. There's, I mean, it's, a, it's coming at y'all. It's like Cleopatra. It, it, oh. Which that's also in there, too. <laughs> what are they up to? It's all the greats. Come on on, girls. How what many, are you doing, Cleopatra? How many are you have left? There's three of them, right? So it can't but be how like. How many are left? Are I they don't still. Know. Weren't they British? They're still British. I don't know. Maybe they. I mean, maybe they converted. Yeah. Uh, and don't we know. don't know. Can you convert to girls, a different country? Tell your story. The world wants to hear. Minority Corner is waiting. So, that should be our tagline to like. Minority Corner is waiting. When we send out our email invitations to people. Minority Corner is waiting. Which is weird that we just send them and they're just like spam. <laughs> Minority <laughs> Corner is waiting. That's a picture of you and I just in a just jacuzzi. Like, mm. Waiting with and some strawberries and a Doritos. <laughs> and just a Dorito. Just one. We're on a budget. No, we're like Magic Carpet writing on one giant Dorito. Oh, I like this. Am I naked? Because I'm imagining that. But why are we I want to be butt naked. Because I'm free.
1: But then you're just going to be cold sitting on this Dorito with me. I'm single, sexy, and free. I'm going to be wearing all the clothes then. I'll be in a full-on parka with
0: my arms stuck out like a starfish. Okay. That way it balances out. Yeah. We've got to have, you know. Full clothed, full naked. Listen, as twin-like as we are, we still need our own separate identities. We're yin and yang. Okay? I mean, like, in Destiny's Child, like, you know. We're not doing Destiny's Child. (laughs) One's wearing pants we're and not, one's wearing skirts. Scr- okay, we are not example. doing Destiny's Child. Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. All right, I can handle that. Because I yeah. know that I'm always <laughs>
1: Michelle in Destiny's Child. No, you were never Michelle. Okay, that's right.
0: I'm Kelly. But I'm not. Come on. Did you ever see the video of the three young girls that there's these three Google this there's three little black girls and the mom was casting them of like Destiny's Child and that she, was mom like, is she was like you're Beyonce oh, hell no, you're Michelle and then, no wait she said you're Beyonce you're Kelly and you're Michelle and the little girl's face went oh because <gasps> she oh, even st- knew it and the girl's like six years old she was not having it oh Michelle Come on and tell your story. Tell your story. You're invited. She's also a gospel singer, by the way. What do you have to say about this? How are you letting this happen? I put you on blats. Okay, so they're all true or false.
1: Okay, I can handle that. There's three. Ooh, I can handle that, too. (laughs) It made you
0: excited. I'm ready. True or false, the University of Texas students are protesting open carry laws by handing out dildos. True true <laughs> yes there's uh that's true they're hand- which makes sense first of all there's just a bunch of dildos running around campus which i love which is great first of all why not dildos are funny too they're funny and you get to put like listen you're stressed out before class go to the bathroom relieve it ladies or just waddle it around because it's kind of like, awesome blaga, blaga, blaga. and we also need to stop being so afraid of sex and it goes true. to show how in america we're like sex no guns and violence okay all right that's weird. It's very weird. So I'm, my hat goes off to uh, these, these ladies leading the charge over there. It's uh, called uh, Cox Not Glocks, I- which I think <laughs> that's is, good. I is like great. That's so well really done. Good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. All right. True or false? Yes. Team LGBT's medal count beat every country that criminalizes gay sex. So the medal count
1: for all the LGBTQ athletes of the world mm-hmm. beat the medal count of all the countries that outlaw gay sex. Yes.
0: I'm going to say true. It is true. Yay! It's true. Um, They uh, beat 25 out of 53 publicly out athletes, uh, won medals. Nice. Yeah. And so countries like, like, I'm sorry, but it's on the list. Here we go. Jamaica, Iran, (laughs) Libya, Sudan, Uganda. Mm -hmm. um, They all got got beat. And you know what I also think, too? And they barely won any medals. Jamaica did well. But some of these other ones, you, you know what it is? I bet you they're closeted out— Could you imagine being an athlete and you've got the secret? And you How can't— How stressed out you'd be? You can't really perform
1: at your top level if you are hiding yourself. No way you it's can It's true. And it's true. My country, Jamaica, I'm going to put you on blast. You need to stop being so homophobic. Yeah. You need to stop it. It's a bad
0: look. Let the boobies and the dicks fly where they need to go. You're supposed Let to be so chill. Let the titties hit the floor. Let the dicks <laughs> hit the floor. Let they hit where they go. Also part of the national anthem. Oh, that's our national, okay. But part of the, the American the, National the- Anthem, because everything everything goes, everything goes, that's also part of the National Man, Anthem. Man, this National Anthem is <laughs> turning into a hellscape. Really would love for some, some one of our, our uh, Minority Corner Kids to piece it all together. If you got time, do it. Listen, yeah, let us know what it is. <laughs> it's not done. There's still more episodes. Okay, okay. So that is true. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? They did not be Russia, but I will point this out. Russia's not included in this like, oh. technicality. It's not illegal to have gay sex in Russia. Oh, but it's like. It's illegal to pass out propaganda about gay sex. That is complicated. Isn't it? Like, I can have my gay sex, I just can't, like, hand be, me like, a leaflet? <laughs> about my gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> or wear rainbow colors, which is also considered propaganda. What if I want to wear my rainbow suspenders? Listen, we don't need your gay propaganda. Gain it up in Russia where the sun only shines like 23 days a year. All right. Uh, last one. True or false. Yes. Um. Oh. I'm ready. Okay. True or false. A maniac filled lube, dispen- lube dispensers uh, in Sydney... Oh, sorry. What? What? <laughs> true or false? Some maniac filled lube dispensers um, in a uh, gay men's bathhouse in Sydney, Australia, with hydrochloric acid. Jesus. Well, what? There's a lot of parts to this
1: story. So, in a bathroom somewhere, there's dispensers. a no, bathhouse. Oh, okay. Okay. That well, makes they sense. they have the gay sex. I was just thinking a bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> and they had some lube dispensers, and I was like, Australia, shit. they're doing it up. Upside down world. Um, okay, so <laughs> bathhouse. Well, oh, that's sad. I want to say that's
0: false because that makes me sad. Why would I talk about it? <laughs> I like, be like, no, I'd be like, no, he put rose petals in there and said, yeah, no, true, he tried because uh, the man is sick. But there's, yeah. they have alarms on these things and the, oh, they caught them because people have been doing that, which is what insane. the fuck. What the Isn't fuck? anything safe and sacred? Why- and also, why are you so bored and hateful? Stop being bored and hateful. And you also spent a lot of money. First of all, you have to get a, you have to pay for a membership to go into these bathhouses. So and then you have to pay. When you're paying for them membership. Given them money. Mm-hmm. You had to buy all that hydrochloric acid. And probably you weren't you had to go through some shit to get you that. You had to like go through the maze, go through the labyrinth, drop your towel. This is pass why I'm, by some dicks. See, this is why
1: I'm saying you got you have to be so bored and hateful. Wouldn't it be surprised if he was a pastor at some church?
0: Mm-hmm. Bring it all back. Well, you uh oh, two out of three. Hmm. That's not bad. That's an, a D. Lost. It's a D. That is not a D. That's what? Yes, it totally is. Two out of three? Is 60%. 66%. Are you sure about that? Yeah. How's your math? How's my math? I <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, and comes eight. <laughs> Bravo, Neke. It was all right. Bravo. I did okay. You know what? You only lost that other one because you didn't want it to be true.
1: It's true. I have a pure
0: heart pure heart woman she is part of America she's a real life human American woman it's that's also open, in, that's there. in there yeah
1: <laughs> James you are the
0: song of the century it is happening not only the summer but I am the song of the century Century. I'll take it take that Ariana Grande ooh challenge I love your pony too
1: You probably know that Max Fun podcasters are funny in the talking way, but did you know they also are funny in the writing way? We are very excited to announce that John Hodgman and Paula Poundstone wrote books that have been named as semi finalists for the 2018 Thurber Prize for American Humor. John Hodgman, celebrated fake internet court presider, is the host of Judge John Hodgman and was recognized for his book Vacation Land. Paula Poundstone's book is called The Totally Unscientific Study of the Search for Human Happiness, and you can hear her expound on happiness and many other topics on her new podcast, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. The Thurber Prize is one of the highest awards for humor writing in the United States, and we are proud to have both these authors on Maximum Fun every week. Paula Poundstone and John Hodgman,
0: congratulations.
1: Hey everybody, it's Neke, and I am bringing my corner to you guys right now. I'm so excited to bring a corner that I did back in ye old time of September 6th, 2016. We recorded it August 31st, and that's important because I wanted to honor the anniversary of the Chicano Moratorium, which happened on August 29th, 1970. This comes from our friend, Mr. Ryan See, corner kid extraordinaire from the very beginning. Um, He's the one that introduced me to this corner. Um, I love this one, and I want to keep bringing this one up because this addresses police brutality, discrimination of minorities, um, high school discrimination, um, draft of the war discrimination. Um, It covers everything that is still happening to this day. Um, Basically, the Chicano Moratorium was the largest anti-Vietnam War demonstration by any minority. It happened in East L.A., like I said before, August 29, 1970. Um, 30,000 Latinx people showed up to Laguna Park in East L.A. and tried to have a demonstration. But the police showed up, and as you'll hear from my corner, all hell breaks loose. So, I really... Want you guys to listen to this and enjoy it. The audio was shitty. I'm warning you now. the audio was shitty, but this story is so important that I just want you guys to push past it. It's only little blips and blops of shitty audio. Um Of course, James and I go on a thousand different directions. We talk about Colin Kaepernick. We talk about new edition. We talk about the American um, national anthem, everything that you can possibly think of under the sun. We cover it. But the most important thing is to revisit the Chicano moratorium that happened. Never forget. okay? Latinx people and other minorities have been protesting, have been out in the street, have been rallying against the system for the longest time forever okay and maybe some of the discrimination that we have been seeing from this current administration stems from that you think of that yeah so without further ado enjoy all right we're gonna go
0: it up, smack it up, rub it down. Oh no! Baby's is in a bathtub. Is that Bell Biv DeVoe? It is. Oh. <laughs>
1: that
0: was good. That was nice. They are what half of Mint condi- Condition?
1: No, they were in um. New Edition. Yes. There's so Mint many. Condition,
0: I think, is from the seventies. Oh, I hear so many editions. I can't. Keep I know. Track. There's so many in the names. Uh, Vital Collision. I've never even um, heard of that. Commodore alition That no, just B2K the Commodores Edition. Uh, in sync edition. You are creating
1: some fantasy bands. Boys'
0: tuition. <laughs> <laughs> Boys' intuition.
1: Okay. You ready for some serious shit?
0: Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Because
1: this is going to be serious. But of course, we always make it not serious. Giggle, giggle. See? All right. So, okay. So I'm doing this because it's very timely. Okay. Because it is August 31st that we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And this happened. So, let's just do... So, August 29th was the 46th... Was yesterday. Two days ago. Okay. Because today's the 31st. Yeah. Yeah. You you know your
0: numbers, girl.
1: Trying to. She's on it, y'all. I don't know where I'm at. Okay. So, August 29th marks the 46th anniversary of the Chicano Moratorium. Mm. So, what was the Chicano Moratorium? What you are saying accurately I know, and I impressively. I'm She's very impressed with myself. Yeah. Also, I want to give a shout out to shout Corner out. Kid, Ryan Cristo. Hey, you. He sent this to me. I know you. And I really enjoyed it. And if you guys want to hear more about him, he's in episode
0: 13. He you was, remember that? I think it was 13. Wow, look at you. We are on our because it, it would have been an unlucky episode, but he made it lucky. He's
1: great. Anyways, he is sending stuff and I am using it. So basically, the Chicano Moratorium was the largest anti-Vietnam War demonstration by any minority group in the United States.
0: Wow. None
1: of us know about this shit.
0: Again, like how—I feel so bad, like, Latino Americans have been just left out of completely of the history books. We
1: don't know shit! And All we know about is Cesar Chavez, which is great, but there is more to that. There is a lot. Okay. So this event was held in East L.A., and there was about twenty to 30,000 people who were mostly Mexican-American. At this demonstration. Yeah. Okay. So it was spearheaded by the Chicano movement, which was like a civil rights movement Mm -hmm. um, group that um, first popped up around the sixties and the seventies. They began to notice rising casualties in the war of um, Vietnam war of Latinx um, soldiers. right? Okay. So in 1970, when this took place, About 10% of the southwestern population was Mexican-American. Okay. And it's important that I point out that it's southwestern because that's right next to Mexico, so that's where the largest population of Mexican-Americans would be at. Right, yeah. So tell me why 20% of the Vietnam casualties were Mexican-American.
0: That doesn't make sense. I, I have a theory. Yeah, but I'm sure you're right with that theory.
1: Okay, so why is that, right? In order to be drafted into the Vietnam War, and there was a draft, you had to be 18 and a man, but you got out of it if you were a college student.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: So, um, Mexican Americans at the time... They had a high high school dropout rate. Right. Along with other minorities. So they weren't
0: even getting into college. Weren't
1: even getting into college, making them right for the picking for the draft. Right. So why were they dropping out of high school? So um, some of the reasons, inner city schools didn't and still don't, let's be honest,
0: don't encourage students of color To attend college, right? Well, I was saying this is still the same. It reminds me of the same thing that John Leguizamo was talking about, yeah, and that's still happening, um, where Latino students are still having high 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 school dropout rates. And, you know, part of it, what he was equating it to is that, like, their history is invisible. Which, Mm. this is part of their history that is invisible. Which, if you taught this, it might make them be like, fuck no, I'm going to stay in school.
1: Right, be more empowered. And it goes beyond, like, one, obviously, if you're a Latino student and you're hearing this, it's going to give you some empowerment. But if you're any other student and you're hearing this, it's going to give you some empowerment, too. Absolutely. So... Like, I'd like to point out that people of color can get inspired by white stories. Why can't white people get inspired by people of color stories? So... So, I had to
0: watch Bad Moms and get inspired from that. I didn't even see that. I did. I went because not to derail... But but, <laughs> but you're going to but I went because it was like there was an article that was like I like to support my female comedians I saw Ghostbusters like, right I saw Lady Lady Ghostbusters I yeah. saw, Uh and I saw Bad Moms and I thought it was interesting because there were some scenes on one hand I was like this is empowering so I'm seeing a bunch of women mm-hmm. be all like dirty in their comedy but mm-hmm. being moms too and just being women mm-hmm. but then I was also like there's only one woman of color in here mm-hmm. Jada Pinkett who played like Villain. the sidekick to the Mean Girls of Christina Applegate was amazing or whatnot. Yeah. There was some shit that those moms were doing when they were being bad moms. I was like, if a black mom did this, she mm-hmm. would be arrested. Let's look at that. But anyways, I was looking through the lens of, like, you know, supporting Great. supporting these, Thank these white ladies. Let's and Jada not, Pinkett.
1: Like, let's not make the default story be about one population. No. So, Which is why I'm telling you about the Ch- Chicano moratorium. Good bringing it back. So, it was like a little detour. We took a little... <laughs> it's always a, little... a detour. <laughs> <laughs> Bad monks. So okay. So going back onto why um, the high dropout rate. So the not encouraged. And in fact, I have my own personal story. When I was in co- in high school, my college counselor one barely paid attention to me. Two told me that you know um, my options. I needed to keep it more local. Basically, just keeping me tethered down to the ground. Yeah. Which I look back on and I'm kind of like, hey, wait a
0: minute, lady. There was one of our counselors who damn near lived by the brown paper bag test. and I'm not even what? kidding. Ooh, that is a she whole... She kind of only helped the, like, lighter-skinned black students. And the darker ones, she wouldn't, wouldn't really help. Isn't that fucked up? That's
1: fucked up, and that's a whole other color... St- co- Anyways, that's a box we need to uncover. I think we talked about it a little bit. on The brown song. paper we bag t- test? Yeah, we talked I about think it it is. Little You bit. can Google
0: it, too. Yeah.
1: Okay, so... It's on the Googs. On top of, um, so... Uh, Latinx students were discouraged from attending college and then also on a bigger national level the war was depleting federal funding and the first thing to go in federal funding at the time were programs such as job retraining preschool programs um, and other social and economic programs that were created to alleviate poverty. Oh. So money was being funneled into the war and taken away from things that would normally per, like encourage these have give these students a nice base basically to, to help
0: their lives, so that they could. I mean, this seems like a cycle of destruction, yeah. destruction towards their lives. Exactly. Do you think this was purposefully done? Ooh, I don't know. Conspiracy theory. Oh, mm. I, I was laughing because I totally think it was completely targeted. <laughs> okay. Because you're taking away their resources, and you're like taking mm-hmm. away, like, hey, if you go to college, you you might not have to to, to go off to this war. Oopsie, Sorry. You can't go to school. You can't go to college. Well, we gotta draft you. You know, we're probably gonna put you on the front line. Exactly. I bet you they're getting put on the front line just like what was happening in World War II with black folks. Well, this is
1: just, I mean, the same shit is happening because. That's why such a high percent of people were
0: dying. But also, wait, hold the phone. It's so funny. What is this 1960, seventy? Nineteen seventy. 1970. What has changed? Nothing. I actually am just piecing this together. Like Nothing. what the fuck has changed? Because you see college recruiters, I call not college recruiters, <laughs> military recruiters yes. heavily target like black and brown communities. Exactly. In the same as the communities that have, you know, high high school dropout rates, yes programs that are taken away from them to help them to succeed computers that are taken away, like anything that helped them succeed, completely taken away. Right. So their only option is the military.
1: You are hitting the nail on the head. What has changed? The thing that has changed
0: is now we yell at football players for protesting against this sort of stuff. Thank you. You You wonder why he's sitting down? It's this shit. So go ahead and burn his fucking jersey and not actually listen to the conversation that's happening. Yeah. And again, if you're hearing someone say, hey, this thing, it's hurting me or or, or, I want to talk about this, instead of saying, fuck you, Show motherfucker! Up. You're right. an American fucker. Listen! Off. And listen to the history that you haven't been hearing. But also, wait, to go back to this football player, okay. San Francisco. Yes. Which means, like, his fans are from San Francisco. Or Bay
1: Area. What the f-
0: who in the I- Bay Area is burning his jersey- who? I'm sorry, whoever you are- Come, come to me. I oh. want to see you. Okay, let's not do that. <laughs> okay, you don't want that. You don't want yeah, that. I don't want to see you. You want to live a nice, are happy, happy you? pleasant life. Like, right. And you live in the Bay Area and you're burning a jersey. You're not. You have bigger fish to fry than this. this and is- you should understand this like journey in cause and conversation or at least be able to like pretend you're listening.
1: Right? Okay, so. See how revved up you are and angry you are? Yes. Now, people in the Chicano movement felt the exact same way.
0: Oh, I can see. Yeah, I see the connection. Getting angry. Mm -hmm. So they
1: decided to have an anti-war demonstration because, one, there was a lot of anti-war demonstrations going on because our involvement in Vietnam was shady and ridiculous, and we can look into that at another time. And two, they were protesting because hella Latinx people were dying. Hmm. And they're yeah. like, what is going on? So we're gonna have a peaceful ass demonstration. Yeah. So on August 29th, 1970, oh. um 20, or thirty thousand uh, Mexican Americans and others showed up and they peacefully walked down the streets. They um got into Laguna Park and they started to have like speeches and entertainment and it turned into like a little party. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, normally would be fine and if, peachy and wonderful. If you're not
0: Chicano, probably. Yeah. People must've been like, Oh my
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, they're, they're rioting. So because of that, Oh no. The um, squads of County sheriffs of who were backed by the LA police, descended upon this peaceful demonstration, stormed the demonstrators, beat them with billy clubs, sprayed them with tear gas, and it, it turned into a fucking madness. Now, I got this story off of Fusion, and I'm going to link it, so you guys check it out. But it's a really short, good little thing. And then also there's another article that I pulled from to get more information from it. But the imagery that they show oh, no. it is scary. Yeah. Like, fires like happened explosions cops just straight up like batting people in the head like this is me this is so good that we're talking about this because you're bringing up the same thing with um Colin Kaepernick yeah why can't we just listen if someone is protesting Cl-
0: let 's hear what they have to say it 's actually written to the Constitution. We actually have freedom of speech and right. freedom of assembly right like if you get to wave your gun around then, then let, let us, let us just,
1: just have some speeches and entertainment <laughs> which is and
0: then you bring your guns and wave it at me because i 'm just talking and just which is my freedom and right, which isn 't hurting anybody it 's like it's almost like people know that what you're saying is, is, is right yeah. and they're so agitated by they don't it. Want to hear that it. they don't want to hear it because you're you're essentially shaking up their very all of their ideology and their belief and they they're so their ego has clung on to that this is who they are. Mm-hmm. And they've cling clung on to this is who I am mm-hmm. and they're feeling like you're taking away who they feel like they are. Right. But what you really are it's just a meat sack. Yeah. A sack of meat. <laughs> To quote RuPaul, Where are we going? you were just a <laughs> sack of meat. So that's not you. These ideas, that's right. not you.
1: Basically, you, you me, Zach. Let, me talk to, let me talk to the listeners. Okay. And all of us have this because we all have our own sensibilities about a things. Nose. We oh, have a nose, but we, you know, our own sensibility. And we have our own sense of self and our own perception of the world around us. We need to be able to loosen up that viewpoint. True. And some things are going to be easier to let go than others, right? Like when I found out, and this is going to be a dumb example, when but when I found out, yes, exist. but it, it actually happened when I found out that the Easter Bunny didn't exist because I straight up thought I saw the Easter Bunny and I was kind of old. I was like eight. So what? I don't know. I had, whoo I was, oh my God. So when I got told that the Easter Bunny wasn't real, I cried. Mm. And then mm-hmm. I, after that, it was a full swoop. It was Easter Bunny, Leprechauns, and Damn Near Santa Claus are not real. And I was like, the world crumbled, was less magical. But then you know what? I rebuilt myself. And I realized that you if I was an adult and I believed in that shit,
0: I would be a wackadoodle crazy pants. Actually, this analogy is kind of spot on. Your world was rocked. Your identity, your belief, everything you knew was true turned out to not be true. It crushed you. It destroyed you. It forced you to have to open up your eyes and see something that the world is maybe not the magical world you thought it was, but it's still magical in different ways.
1: Exactly. And let's also think about why some of these stories aren't told. We're not told about the Chicano Moratorium because it's a disgrace to our our own country. It's a disgrace to our own history. We are hiding the fact and if we know more about this, more ideologies about people who are afraid to let go of their perception of the world around them will be able to confront this stuff, go through that dramatic break, and then build up from it. True. So I just want to follow it off by saying that the demonstrators fought back, mm, mm-hmm. which is good. No. They fought back. They were protecting their rights because this is life or death. This is straight up life or death. People died in the Vietnam War who didn't have to die. Yeah. And um, 200 people were arrested, 60 people were wounded, and four people were killed. Which is crazy. This is straight up police brutality.
0: Yeah, which is Plain so and simple. happening. Yeah. I've not heard of, heard of this, and there's other stories. And I think it's okay for us to look at, I mean, again, like, mm-hmm. this is why people don't want to stand up and say the right. pledge of allegiance. Because, and it's one thing, it's like these things happen, but because we turn a blind eye and we don't want to own up at these things, like the same thing, like the Japanese internment camps, right. and like, you know, Bloody Sunday and all these different things that have happened, let's own up to it, acknowledge it, and right. then we can move forward. And and then have something to be really proud of because then it's like look how far we've come Right. but we're not acknowledging the pain and then the things that are still created because of all this pain that is that was there. Right,
1: when a celebrity fucks up we want them to go on an apology tour. America needs to go on a fucking apology tour and, and admit the shit that it's done so we can move on from it instead of trying to hide it. Now I wanted to bring up one of the casualties um his name was Ruben Salazar and he was a prominent newsman. He wrote for the fucking LA Times yeah. and he was the um the news director for the only Spanish speaking channel at the time of television um K-M-E-X, KMEX, So he was a huge figure. Yeah. And he did a lot of um, rallying people, getting word out, all of that. Um When the violence started, he ran into a bar, and that's when things get foggy, because the police shot tear gas in there, and they said that the tear gas can hit his head and he instantly died, but there wasn't any evidence of that. So now we're now seeing cover-ups of prominent figures in the movement, and... I just really want to call attention to this sort of stuff because it's still, like you've been saying and that we've been talking about this whole time, this shit's still happening. Still happening. Still happening.
0: And that would have been someone to really report out there of, of the things that are happening. Um...
1: Take note of your media, everybody. Take note of why things aren't being told to you. Take note of... What is being reported to you. What's being reported to you. And let's, like, not shy away from ugly history because, you know what? I hear this story and I feel empowered. I feel like, yeah, there were people. 30,000 people showed up to protest this and we didn't hear about it. That's a lot of damn people. A lot of damn people. And... I want to celebrate them. I want to celebrate fucking Ruben Salazar and his work that he did. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right? And I think that we all need to just
0: check ourselves sometimes. It makes me want to sing the new American National Anthem. I don't... The one... America. Yes. Dance it up. Everybody yes. dance now. You love uh, America. Uh. We are America. Yes. There's an ugly past, but we heal from it. Heal from it. Live the dream. Live the dream. I said, live the dream. But don't hurt anybody. Love yourself. Love each other.
1: One thing that I have noticed from your two renditions of the America song... They're the same. No. It's just different
0: they're aspects d- of they're it. They're different, but you like to infuse a little CNC music factory in there. I mean, everybody should <laughs> Because you know what? It's the one universal It doesn't matter who you are The mo- biggest unifier this world has ever 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 seen CNC Music Factory
1: Everybody dance now So James did the intro, and I am in charge of doing the outro. We've come to the end of the show, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this dip into the vaults. Um, James's corner was excellent. My corner was excellent. It's just we've come such a long way. I mean, this is technically uh, episode 139 which is insane. We've been doing this for three years, and we've been pumping out all of these episodes for you. And it's just, I mean, some of you guys have been going all the way back from the beginning and um, trying to catch up to us at the front, and we appreciate you all. But some of you have just joined us recently, so we wanted to give you some of the a little taste from the early days when we were recording in the same room, when we were... um Just fresh and young and footloose and fancy free. Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. So I wanted to share with you before we leave um, one of our last tweets that we have received. You can tweet at us at Minority Corner and remember to spell corner with a K. This is from at I am the messenger XR just watched hashtag wrinkle in time and happily and met the standards set by minority corner, plenty of POC main and background characters. Plus it passed the bettural test. Great. Thank you. We pride ourselves in holding movies to the standard and you know how James is with his background actors. So it's good to see a movie that finally passes all those criteria. It's not that hard, yo. It is not that hard to get diverse background actors to get strong um leads that are people of color. Okay? It is not hard to do this. Um a lot of people Wrinkle in time got some backlash, but honestly, it wasn't for you then. It was mostly for little girls or, you know, preteen girls and since they decided to, Ava DuVernay decided to cast, um, a girl of color, it was more to reflect on those people. So all of you middle-aged white men movie reviewers, this movie wasn't for you. So I'm sorry that it didn't stand up to your criteria. Okay. Sometimes things aren't made for you, believe it or not. Um, um, so thank you for the tweet. We love it. And we want to hold up all of our movies to these standards so we can all get better quality entertainment. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We have the Corner Kids Playground. We are also, you can email us at Minority Corner, remember spell it with a K, at corner at gmail.com with Ask Us anything. Remember that episode? That was a fucking bomb ass episode where we answered all those questions. Um, and I hope you really enjoyed this dip in the vault. All right. I will talk to you next week and goodbye.
0: Maximumfun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Listener supported.